Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Dacker together with Ziaul Raushan. Uh, usually we talk uh, sports. We're still talking sports today, but uh, it's the, the unfulfilled dream that uh, you and I didn't have. La. Hey, every night I find one hour of my day to play a bit of FIFA, so I'm still trying to achieve that dream. But you've often talked about challenging me in competitive FIFA. I think we want to be careful about who's coming on the call after this because he looks like he will... Teach us a thing or two in FIFA. You know those viral videos you see on Instagram where people I, perform... I don't want to become viral. Don't perform, <laughs> perform those tricks yes. and make the opponent look like a fool on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, this guy can probably do that. Uh, on the line with us uh, is Kevin Awad Ranai, a.k.a. Bazinho. Uh, Kev, how are you doing? Hi, guys. Nice, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you. So, you have been playing professional FIFA since 2020. I never thought I you, mm. you put that in the same sentence, right? Professional FIFA. Uh, currently, you're serving national service. But the reason we've got you on is because you have been with a local esports team, Team Flash, for over three years now. What's that experience been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been a very up and down uh, journey with uh, Team Flash and with professional FIFA in general. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, very grateful uh, for Team Flash and the platform they've provided over the last three years. I think it's uh, been a fantastic day for them and I hopefully it continues over the next few years. Kevin, first things first, when did you realise that FIFA, you could turn pro playing FIFA? Was there a moment you trash your friend 15-0 or something and then you were like, I could do this for a living? Yeah, yeah it's been a very long time since I had that reaction. Uh, I think it came all the way back when I was a kid. Uh, me and my brother used to play uh, FIFA 12 or 13 uh, on the PS, PS3, yeah. So uh, I'm naturally a very competitive person. So my back of my brother used to trash me about seven. I used to full on had a meltdown. <laughs> all about it. And I told myself, well, I'm gonna beat this guy one day. I'm gonna keep on beating. So the years went by, and then um, yeah, I like kept on playing with my brother, my cousins, my friends, and then I started realizing, oh, I'm, I'm not losing the game. And it's becoming a bit boring. So. I decided to, you know, uh, maybe take it to the next level. Uh, my friend of mine, uh, who used to be a professional FIFA player at that time, so he told me, um, you know, uh, you know, it's worth trying a shot at one of the competitions they had uh, regionally. So when I was about 19, uh, I went over to Johor and there was a huge Malaysian FIFA tournament with a few of the pros from Singapore as well. So we all went there and then. Uh, it was my first actual professional FIFA tournament, and I think uh, at the age of 18 or 19, youngest there, and I did finish, uh, I think, fourth, I came in top four, and it started hitting that, wow, I'm actually, you know, decent uh, at this game, so that was, I think that is when I was, it hit me that um, I could, you know, uh, hone my craft or work something out with this game, and, you know, it became a sort of a, a hobby that I took to level and here we are today. Kev, that sounds amazing, especially hearing about how at 19 years old, you're getting this like sort of almost global exposure, right? What was the biggest challenge that you faced so far as a pro esports player? Uh, for me personally, uh, at around when I was at one point in time, around like 20 years old, I, it started hitting me that 
uh, you know, the lows of losing and the highs of winning in this game weren't actually, you know, telling up. Like, I was really mm. getting crushed by losing and then the winning feeling didn't really feel like happiness anymore. I just felt like a relief more than anything. It wasn't, it, it wasn't balanced. So, uh, I had to take, like, a good look at how I was uh, facing this uh, hobby and this game, like, mentally. Mm. And it was a big learning curve for me to uh, step aside and try to figure things out uh, as a player. So I think that was one of the biggest challenges to not take losses like that personally and, you know, just uh, take it on the chin and move on with the next tournament or the next uh, competitive game. I think that was like a big uh, learning curve and a huge challenge for me that I had to overcome. So yeah, I learned a lot from that as a player professionally. Wow, Elliot and I joke about turning pro, right? But you don't realise the mental aspect yeah. of it, how much yeah. fortitude you need to have to deal with it. And thanks for giving great perspective on that, Kev. Now, I'm very curious to find out, not that I'm going to turn pro, but what's training <laughs> like for you? How do you prepare? You just spend hours on FIFA or is there curated? Exercise your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to give the excuse to my wife. <laughs> la, that's why. So, um, yeah, as a professional player, a uh, FIFA player, there's a lot more than just, you know, just sitting there and playing the game. Obviously, uh, disappointing to know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell us, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's way more a lot to that than just sitting there playing. So, obviously, at uh, the organization I'm involved in, we have uh, curated training programs uh, just for us. So, we have coaches as well that try and analyze our game. And uh, a lot of that entails, you know, looking back at the uh, replays, looking back at uh, mistakes we make during training sessions, sparring with uh, players from different countries, uh, mm. India, not just Malaysia and Singapore, all over the continent, and adapting to their play style as, you know, as you play more training games with them. I think it's a whole different game plan when you go in uh, against a different player with a different play style. So there's a lot of uh, adaptation that you have to have to be able to go into different uh, com- competitions and competitive games and, you know, try and get a week out of that. There's a lot of technical uh, adjustments involved and a lot of mental fortitude and a lot of coaching that analysis that has to be uh, in play here for you to, you know, gain that small advantage you have. Wow, it's it's almost as if it's a real sport. It you is. Know, I, yeah. I hate that I had to use those words, but... This is amazing. It, okay, Kev, so footballers, right, like the, the, the physical footballers, they have their own pre-match rituals. Sorry. I wonder, do you have any such rituals uh, or superstition? Got to wear the same towel kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. Oh. So, uh, for me, uh, when, used, when I used to have a controller that I had, was a really old controller, and it was like a two-year-old controller and my teammates used to make fun of me oh bro why are you keep using this fault controller and then <laughs> I, it was just a superstition that I had that when I was winning with this controller nothing could stop me so I used to have this controller that I kept with me every single time I played the tournament and unfortunately over the last one year it, it fell apart <laughs> so I had to use a new controller and, uh, yeah so far it's been going okay I think, don't think I'll be using controller anytime soon so, no new superstition to replace the old one. Huh? <laughs> I had to move on with the past and get new controller. Fair. Good life advice as well. Kev, sorry, quick question. In terms of FIFA, right, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out because it sounds like, a to to quote Elliot, a proper sport, right? There's tactical right. now. So, is there a different type of play? Is there like Mourinho football where you just defend for the duration or do you, you know, play Guardiola football? I don't know, you know, different tactics, different yeah. style of football? Yeah, of course. 
of course, um, you know, for FIFA, there's always a lot of tactical aspects. You know, even in real life, different managers, different style of players, counter-attacking, defensive, you know. So, in FIFA, it's very similar. Uh, depends on what sort of player you are that you see a very attacking, a very skillful player that you focus on just going all out attack. And then, obviously, you have the defensive players who, you know, uh, focus on keeping the ball uh, more than uh, uh, usual. Mm. And they tend to tire you out. So, obviously, different players have different play styles. So, uh, in terms of FIFA, if you're talking about this sort of thing, uh, it's usually players from different countries having the same play style. Mm. So, for example, people from uh, Korea or Japan tend to be more... Uh, uh, tend to put a lot of importance on possession and firing your opponent out. Mm. Yeah, whereas people from, like, let's say, India or Malaysia, they tend to be more counter-attacking, very fast style of football. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, adaptation, like I said, to be able to adapt to these players' uh, game in, game out. And, yeah. Wow. Even, uh, but for me, actually, for me, it's a very mixed sort of play. I don't tend to focus a lot on one. Okay. Uh, I tend to yeah, adapt to the player more than I have my own player. Keep but, your opponents uh, guessing slightly. Yeah, correct, correct. So uh, I'm more I'm more of an adaptive player myself. So, but it, it is a thing where people have different sort of play styles from different countries, and yeah, it is almost basically adaptive football. Wow! Hey, you mentioned a couple of countries there: uh, South Korea, India. Which is the hardest country opponent to play against? Wow, that's a very good. For me, I think I think Singapore is still really up there. You know, wow, in terms wow. of, yeah, uh, my own teammates. I think I'm pretty much harder to beat than <laughs> some of the players in Korea, Japan, let's say. But okay. I think, uh, yeah, for Singapore in terms of FIFA, it was, I think we are very much, uh, you could say we are the top team in the continent at the moment. Wow. Uh, so it's looking very promising in terms of the FIFA scene over here in Singapore. And yeah, hopefully it continues to grow over time. But uh, it's not to say that the players in India, Korea, Japan, uh, Malaysia, they all have been fantastic players and they're all extremely uh, talented and the margins are so very fine at the highest level. So, yeah, I think for me, I would still say Singapore is the hardest opponent. My teammates are the other players from Singapore, yeah. You see, when you raise your kids with iPads, that's why we can be number one. <laughs> and also, I told you, Singapore football is going places. Kev is just the guy we needed to find for this conversation. Now, Kev, fascinating insight, seriously. But if you could be a pro footballer, right? Which yeah. football club would you play for and why? Uh, very good question. But for me, I'm a massive, massive Arsenal fan. So, I would definitely be uh, hoping to play... I see. Oh, Commiserations wow. on that front then. Sorry, Kev, just needed to <laughs> get it out of the way. It's good to know that uh, you 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 enjoy football. Like some people play football but don't watch it as much. So clearly yeah. you're a fan as well. You've given yeah, us a lot yeah. of insight into the inner workings, right? Of being a pro gamer. What advice would you give to wannabe e-sport gamers? Not talking about Elliot and me, just the <laughs> listeners. So uh Coming from probably an esports want to be, let's say, from this country, I think it's not like uncommon to see a lot of people or parents being like a very uh, focused on their kids having fantastic academics and fantastic results academically, you know, get their qualifications, get their time to fight. Uh, it's very normal for parents and people here to sort of have that uh, uh, against uh, professional video gamers or, you know, competitive players in the video game. But uh, I think the advice for me uh, would to obviously be balance um, 
sort of what's important to you and uh, competitive esports. So uh, I put a lot of importance in my academics as well because uh, for me, I think it's very important to have that sort of backup plan uh, to not fall out or go behind your peers. But it is important to have that sort of balance to ensure that you are not uh, putting all your eggs in one basket and, you know, uh, keeping that sort of equilibrium with what's important to you. Obviously, you can put your time in your esports and uh, competitive play, but I do think uh, if you sort of have that balance between your studies and your uh, career, and obviously with uh, competitive games, I think uh, once you find that balance, it's easy to sort of uh, separate both that, those sort of both your lives together. And then uh, I think you wouldn't have an issue if either one of them goes well or if either one of them doesn't go well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I do think uh, balance in that sort of aspect is extremely important, especially country like Singapore. Mm, spoken like a true uh, Singaporean. Yeah? I, I don't know about backup plan, <laughs> but Kevin, clearly Panditri could be your backup plan the way you're so eloquent, right? Hey, Kevin's pretty awesome. He's about to enter university to pursue a career in cybersecurity oh, um, as yes. a degree. Um, that's fascinating. I, I suppose there's a final question and this is something that Raushan brought up earlier on. So you go by the the name or the gamer name uh, Bazinho. Uh, what, are you Ronaldinho fan? Javinho, <laughs> Arsenal fan. Javinho. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, Jovino. I know from the name, yeah. But uh, as a kid, I used to love Ronaldinho. Okay. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm still only 21 years old, so I didn't get to see much of him in his uh, Barca days, his PSG days. Mm. But uh, yeah, I did like him. I thought like when I was a kid, I used to watch like YouTube mm-hmm. uh, compilations of him, and I was like in awe. Mm-hmm. So he became my favorite player, and then uh, obviously um, the first sort of. Uh, part of my name, which is Buzz. I think I was a huge, I was a huge uh, Buzz Lightyear fan, also in Toy Story. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I combined both of my uh, sort of idols together, and yeah, I was continue as my. Yeah. <laughs> this is fascinating. We've been speaking with uh, Kevin Awat Ranai, aka Bazinho. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time, and uh, good luck uh, in your uh, FIFA. I believe you've got the E FIFA uh, World Cup up for up next. Yes, correct. Yeah, the FIFA World Cup, correct. It's going to be fascinating. Thanks a lot for taking the time and good luck, yeah? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.